It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. My guest today on the Janice Dean podcast is Hannah Keeley, and I know you're going to love her. I saw her over the holidays on Fox and Friends giving great parenting advice that really applies to everyone, even if you don't have kids, about how we can live our best lives despite everything that is coming at us, from work to the news to trying to be healthy in body and mind. And the advice she gives is something she had to learn over the years after getting married, having kids, and now as the kids are heading to college and growing up, how we can make sure the best years are right in front of us. And for all the moms and dads that are listening, Hannah wants you to know that being a parent is the most powerful force when it comes to shaping future generations. Here is Hannah Keeley, better known as America's number one mom coach on the Janice Dean Podcast. Hannah Keeley, you made the Dean's List today. Woo! <laughs> I have to tell you, I saw you on Fox & Friends before Christmas, and you were such a wonderful guest. You were talking about, you know, kind of the mom guilt that we have around the Christmas uh, season, making sure we get the, the best gifts for our kids, uh, you know, talking about sort of, using Santa against our kids. You know, you better be good or you're not going to hear from Santa. And I I just think you had such great lessons for moms uh, that try to do it all. You know, when did you kind of realize you had a knack for this? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think first I had to realize I did not have a knack for it because (laughs) I mean, I have I have seven kids. Uh, They're all grown now. I got grandkids. But I remember, oh, my goodness, being, you know, just like three kids in and and thinking, what am I doing? Everything that could fall apart. Janice had fallen apart. We were broke. We couldn't even pay creditors. Uh, It was my house was cluttered. I had zero energy. I was always like sick with something. And um, it, it just hit so hard. I remember the day it hit me really hard. And um, but that's the thing, like I had to kind of come to the end of myself before I realized, oh, maybe I need skill for this. Maybe I need some insight for this. Maybe huh. I'm just not a natural mom, you know. So tell me, tell me about that day, because I know we all have those moments. I had it this weekend, you know, the clutter in my house. It's the new year. I was traveling, you know, the, the kids were sick, so they had homework piling up and it was just like, I wanted to yell into the wind. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just thought I got to make a list for myself this year. I've got to make a a to-do list and not put pressure on myself, but just know that I'm like a work in progress. Janice, that is the very thing. I, I, I'll tell you about that day. It was pretty, um, pretty momentous for me, honestly. But um, that's the thing. We always think, and nothing's wrong with this. We always think I just need to make a to-do list. I need to categorize what the next thing is to do. And I find I've been coaching moms for over 30 years. And I find that that is the, the typical knee-jerk response of every mm. mom, which is honestly... Uh, the most intuitive. We always think I need to figure out what's the next thing to do. Yep. I need to get my list. But what I, in my coaching, 
I always um, try to go after that mom brain because the thing that is going to be most effective for your success at the next level is always going to be the most counterintuitive step. It's going to be the thing you least want to do. Wow. And I remember this because that day I was walking into my bedroom with a load of laundry, clean laundry, fresh out of the dryer. And you know, the typical response, like you wash it, you dry it. And then it takes you like seven to 10 working days, right. To like <laughs> fold it up and put it away. Yes. <laughs> I actually <laughs> take the clothes out of the laundry basket. I don't even put them away. I just wear what's, what's clean. <laughs> yeah. You just fish around there for some clean underwear yes. and you're good to go. Absolutely. <laughs> but I remember this day and I was walking in with the full intention of throwing it on the seven other loads that needed. I mean, you know, I have, I have seven kids yeah. that then, then I had like three, but it was still, the laundry was so backed up and I was going to throw it on that pile that I had to someday fold. And I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and Janice, it was not a pretty sight. Mm. I was, I had gained so much weight. I couldn't wear my clothes. I was wearing my husband's t-shirts and dirty hair. But the thing that struck me was not just my appearance, but my eyes were just lifeless. It has, it's like, I had all these big dreams of what I was going to be like and the home I was going to have and the family I was going to have and the wife I was going to be and the businesses I was going to run. And just, it seemed like dead mom walking, you know, mm-hmm. and no life in her eyes. And I remember just like throwing the laundry on the floor and throwing myself on the floor and bawling my eyes out. And I'm not talking like a pretty, you know, Hallmark movie cry. I'm talking about that ugly cry where the snot, the tears, like all the fluids are running. Right. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I remember hearing a voice inside and um, I believe it was, you know, God speaking to me and saying, get up and fold your laundry. Now I was expecting something a lot more climactic than that. (laughs) Like I was, pouring my heart out, like, Oh, help me. I can't do this. I send someone to help me send someone to get me in shape or declutter my house or give me money, like throw it in my lap. That'll fix it. And to get up and fold my laundry. But that's when I realized that I could just do the next thing as counterintuitive as it seems like I want the big to-do list and the big life change and lose the 30 pounds and do this overhaul that it's almost like that montage scene we see in movies, you know, where it's going to be like, boom. And all of a sudden you get on the other side of it. And I wanted that. And the most counterintuitive thing was just get my butt up and fold the laundry. Mm. But that one step knowing I can do the next thing, as long as I believe in my head that that's all I need to do. I don't need huh. to do the big to-do list. I just do the next thing. And that one step led to the next, led to the next. And pretty soon we're out of debt where, you know, I'm building a multi-million dollar business where, you know, my kids are, are it's just this huge change came coming out of like the small steps. Interesting. So how did you get from that day to where you are? I mean, I know that that's a, that's a story in of itself, mm-hmm. but when you look at those steps, you did the, you folded the laundry and then what happened? When, then what happened was I did the next thing. And, and so one, it's almost like this snowball effect. Like you start doing the thing that you really believe you're worthy of. And I think that's the key. Like, I believe everyone can create a life that is joyful, a life of freedom, a life of abundance, a life of unity in their families. 
And I believe that's ca- that everyone's capable of it. However, how we see ourselves will be the biggest obstacle we overcome. Everyone talks about climbing that next mountain, you know, but I just believe that we are always the next mountain, our concept of ourself. And you hear moms talking about, oh, I'm just a mom. And, and they think they have, you know, focusing problems and they think they have no willpower and they think they're just like, you know, go from failure to failure. They're stumbling along. And it's that whole like mom mentality that's so prevalent in our culture today of like, hey, I'm a bad mom. Look at me. That's not how you feel at night. You may look like that on on social media. You may be laughing about your failures and stuff, but at night they're haunting you. Mm. And I know that this is true. Every mom who's like, you know, is survival. At the end of the day, we're left with ourselves. We have to say, am I really showing up for my family, for my, for my marriage, for my career, for my purpose? And for me, am I showing up for me? Right. We'll be back with more sunshine right after this. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. How did you approach your husband about this? I said, honey, I'm investing in myself. Actually, I already did. So, <laughs> but it, was, it was that thing where he's always um, been pretty supportive of me. Thank God. I'm so grateful for that. But there were times when um, I, I think we're kind of torn. Like there were times when he was like, Hannah, you cannot invest in um like I wanted to grow my business, right? I wanted to grow my coaching business. And, and I, and I had my degree and I had my certification, all that stuff. And I wanted to grow my business. It was a lot of money and it was scary. And I remember thinking I can either make decisions to keep him happy, or I can make decisions based upon the calling that I know that I have, which will eventually make him happy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like so many yeah. times we're like, Oh, I can't do that because you know, my husband said, you know, we can't, spend the money or my husband doesn't want me spending extra time. And at the end of the day, again, you're left with yourself. And I think the decisions we make that are in line with our purpose as a mom and as a woman will eventually bless every single person. Maybe not at that moment because you don't know where that step is taking you. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know where investing money I didn't have or, you know, spending time at, you know, late at night in my studies. I didn't know where that was taking me, but today he's retired. He's able to support me and and what I'm doing. And it's just, it just changes everything, but we have to make decisions based upon what we believe, not just what we're capable of, but what we believe the purpose is inside of us. And I believe every mom has a grand world changing purpose. And when we demean ourselves and and the self-deprecation that comes often with motherhood, I think is really this like tactical measure of our culture to get us forfeiting our role. We yeah. have such a powerful role in shaping, shaping the world. We are world changers. And that happens because we change ourselves. And then we change every single person who comes in our atmosphere. And that includes, that is our children predominantly. We can change future generations. I think I'm lucky because, you know, I met uh, my husband 20 plus years ago and I was already into my career. And that has Mm -hmm. always been a, you know, big importance in my life, having something I love to do. Um, And he was very supportive of that. You know, I felt really lucky that we met at a time and we were both sort of 
had career aspirations and encouraged each other to do that. And then when family came around, that never changed. You know, I certainly got pregnant. I took time off uh, to be with my kids. But the fact that I was still doing what I love uh, and him supporting that and also my children seeing that I, I think is a good example. And I'm not saying that the stay-at-home mom is not wonderful because it is. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. God bless yeah. them. But I do yeah. think as a person, as a human, you have to have something that excites you in your life to be mm-hmm. a better mom, a better wife, a better person. I think that that's just that's the secret to success. Mm, I love that. And and I think we all do. We have something I call it. I mean, it's, it's flow state, right? It's getting into that place where you're like, I am operating in line with my calling. Hmm. And I think, I mean, even the whole mommy wars, I know it's not as prevalent as it used to be like, oh, stay at home. Or do I work outside the home? That's all so blurred, especially yes. since COVID when everyone's at home or virtual or sometimes going, it, it's just, everything's blurred now. But I think any type of, um, I think that's just a distraction. If we start to look at comparison or thinking, let me, um, draw lines and let me, um, let me argue for my position that just comes out of a place of insecurity. Mm. And I think if moms could, um, stop with the comparison and stop with all of the consuming of, of, you know, everything that's trying to distract us from our purpose. We could really find that place. Just like you said, what is that thing that excites you for me? Okay. This is so funny, Janice, because I think we, we sometimes gauge what is allowed to be exciting or not. I love decluttering a pantry. Give me a pantry. And I, and I'm, I'm like, let's go. I love it. Those kind of things. But I realize that moms sometimes devalue those seemingly small steps when no step is really small, those seemingly small actions, but it leads us to operating in our flow, Mm. what we're here to do, whether it's having a board meeting as a CEO or whether it's cleaning out a pantry or whether it's wiping a butt or or whether it's presenting a, you know, pitching a, a client. It's all just Am I operating in line with my purpose? Mm. Am I excited today? Am I embracing joy today? I believe that when we as moms can find that place of of confidence, then we exude that to our family. Mm -hmm. Clutter is a big thing. Uh, You know, I've learned that over the years. And just this weekend, one of my sons, you know, likes to collect all sorts of paperwork in his um, in his binders. And we. I, we went through it. It took us, you know, 15, 20 minutes to go through all of the paperwork he just keeps saving. And then once we did, we, you know, his, it's almost like clearing your mind, right? You clear your uh. plate, you clear your mind. And and he gets that as a young age when I say to him, listen, buddy, you've got all this stuff in your backpack that's like wearing you down. And mm-hmm. if we spend time to get rid of the stuff that you don't need, it in turn kind of like helps you out in general as in your everyday life. Totally does. Decluttering is, is such a cathartic act of clearing the lane so you can start to run in it. Hmm. And, and I just believe like, that's why in, um, I had a show for several seasons on uh, PBS where Hannah helped me where I'd come and I would help an overwhelmed mom for two days, get her whole life together. And the thing is, she would want like, okay, let's, let's do some decluttering. But the first thing we had to do every single time was declutter what's in her mind 
that's actually creating the clutter in her life. Wow. There's always like, like for the moms who are listening, for anyone who's listening, like think about the internal dialogue. What do you tell yourself when you look in the mirror? What do you tell yourself when you're looking in your kitchen? What do you tell yourself when you bring up your bank account? What, what are you telling yourself? Like these cluttering thoughts, we think it's just benign, but they are toxic. And the very reason we start to accumulate and, and continue to perpetuate clutter in our homes is because of the clutter in our life. If you're continually telling yourself you're not enough, you're lacking, you don't have support, you can't do it, you're going to just collect everything around you to give you the subconscious feeling that you have enough. And so as soon as we start doing those that work in our mind, we're going to find that it just reaches to every single part of our lives. I remember this one mom, she got inside of our online university, Mom Master University, and she said, I am a self-confessed hoarder. And she said she would have like, like pathways through her home where, where she and the kids could walk because everything was covered in clutter. And when she got inside mom master university, she thought we were going to start to declutter things. She got on the, um, the, the fortress path, which is kind of like getting your degree in your home. Right. And she thought it's going to be decluttering. We first started spending weeks just working with her thoughts around clutter And then all of a sudden she's like, I don't even know what happened. It's like, all of a sudden, like every single time I leave the house, I'm dropping off stuff at the dump. I'm dropping off stuff at, you know, the, the goodwill and, or salvation army. And and she said before long, I'm hosting events. She was hosting Bible studies in her home. She's like, I never intentionally decluttered. I started with decluttering, doing the work in her mind and look what happens in your life. Hmm. How do we begin that? It's a new year. I mean, I get the I get the sense that you're are you about New Year's resolutions or you don't want to put the pressure on on yourself? I think New Year's resolutions are good. However, the biggest um, problem we have is we set goals and we don't set protocol. So so we'll have a goal of like, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year or I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to get out of debt. You know, we have these resolutions, but we have forfeited the protocol, which leads us to the finished state. And so instead of like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. What if you made a decision? I'm going to the gym three days a week. Hmm. Or I or like every day I'm taking the dogs on a two mile walk, like these kind of things. If we that's, that's the most counterintuitive thing. We want the big change, you know, just like we were talking about. The huge to-do list that conquers everything. Mm-hmm. And we forget about the daily small steps. There's a verse in the Bible that says, do not despise the days of small beginnings mm. because it's the small steps that lead us to the huge results. And we're like amazed. All of a sudden we're, we're in the best shape of our life. Why? Because all we did was set a daily time. I'm just going to walk every day. I'm just going to stop eating sugar. I'm just going to um, no longer have alcohol. And it's just like these little things that that I consider protocol leads us to those New Year's resolutions. Most New Year's resolutions, I think it was like 87 percent. I was reading this yesterday are um, gone by mid-February. Yeah. Like we don't even remember them. Ask yourself at the end of the year, what were my what were last year's resolutions? Most people can't remember them at all. But what if you were doing them daily? And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Well, what do you, I mean, obviously you have a knack for this kind of thing and you help other moms, 
But I'm curious, are you still a work in progress? Girl, if I wasn't a work in progress, I would be in heaven right now. (laughs) I just think we're all works in progress. If we forget, if we ever think like, you know what happens, Chance, you know what happens when you finally think you reach, okay, I got it together. Guess what happens? Yeah, that never happens. (laughs) It never happens or everything falls apart. It's like, okay, time to adjust, time to tweak. We are always works in progress. And so receive that about yourself. Welcome it. Consider every day, like not just your work in progress, but every day I get to do this. I get to, I get to make new decisions. I get to take new actions. I get to believe something new about myself. And when you realize that you are just an organic being that is every day finding a new way to, to get in line and get in your purpose and reach that flow state. Like we talked about, Mm -hmm. that's all we really have to do because life is good. Life is full of changes. I'm my youngest child is, you know, she's moving out in the fall. Like now there's a new chapter. So every single chapter will come with it, new challenges and new opportunities. And so embrace it. The, The thing that ages us Actually, I was born in 1968, so I'll let you do the math. But the thing that ages us is inflexibility. Hmm. And so if we always face new chapters as new opportunities, what happens to aging? Maybe it's not so negative. Mm. No, I love it, actually. I, you know, the older I get, obviously, the more experience you have and you take that with you. And, and the little stuff that used to bother you in your 20s and 30s, it's like, yeah, roll off your back because you've been you've <laughs> had the life experience. That's so true. I remember reading like in your um, 20s, you're always worried about what people are thinking. In your 30s, you don't care what people are thinking. And in your 40s, you realize no one was thinking anything. And I don't know what in my 50s, uh, I'm just kidding. I just think, okay, now, now I don't like, I'm just like looking at the next thing, right? Like you just, it just changes so much with each chapter, but it's so fun. Like aging is just like facing the next day Mm -hmm. and, and being everything that that day requires you to be. That's all it is really. What do you tell the moms out there that are looking at social media and are seeing the other people in their age group? sort of saying, look at me, I've got this fancy house and I've had some work done and I'm using a lot of filters. And you know what I mean? Like I, I, I have to take that with a grain of salt, but I know that it can, it can bring somebody down looking at somebody else across the way and seeing the grass might be greener, but really is it greener over there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like, are we still believing that kind of stuff? Like, come on. (laughs) I know. Like who is still believing that? But the thing about social media is um, in the mom brain, like I've spent years researching the mom brain, we have a dopamine deficiency because we don't really give ourselves rewards for the things that we do to move our life forward. Like, think about it. You don't really reward yourself for folding the laundry, putting it away. You don't reward yourself for spending quality time with your kids or putting the dishes away or balancing your budget. You just consider that, well, that's just part of what I have to do. And the brain will not repeat any behavior that is not rewarded. Mm. But the thing that, so one thing that I help moms do is to set up a reward system. So they are perpetuating those behaviors that will give them the best results. But social media is a way to have that dopamine kick 
that we need so bad as moms. Like we do. And I get it. And so I'm never going to tell a mom, like, don't scroll on social media. What I will tell a mom, because it does something for your brain. You can like at least get a dopamine hit. That's much needed instead of, you know, going for alcohol or chocolate or something like that, even though there are different ways to do that. What I will tell a mom is just set, just set an alarm, just set an alarm for 10 minutes, indulge for 10 minutes, do it guilt-free. And then when the alarm goes off, you get back in the game. But the thing is, when we see everyone showing off their, you know, their highlight reel, and we're living in the blooper reel, we put such a negative cast over ourselves. And I want you to gauge, like I would challenge every single mom, set a timer, set an alarm for 10 minutes, scroll on social media. At the end of those 10 minutes, ask yourself, do I feel better or worse? Huh. Yeah. Like seriously, better or worse? Because chances are it has depleted your energy. It has radically brought down your self-concept. It has made you feel, um, you know, adopted for a scarcity mentality. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. And also maybe you even feel this sense of urgent energy that you're not, you need to go accomplish something. None of that is positive. Mm. So if you are indulging in social media in a way that makes you feel inspired and excited and challenged and ready to do the next thing, go for it. But if it's bringing you down, then why are you doing it? What kind of rewards program do you suggest for moms? Well, it's funny. Inside our university, every time you finish your training, you get a charm to put on your charm bracelet. I know it seems like not a lot, but just the recognition. So many moms don't have recognition for the hard work that they're doing. So little things, and it can be just such a small little move. But what we do, for example, if you're in our fortress track and you're working on your home and trying to get your home decluttered and organized, some of the reinforcers are just after you complete cleaning your kitchen, pour a cup of tea and just sit down, give yourself five minutes with a book or even social media but set an alarm and do it. Or after you clean your bedroom in the morning, like go ahead and spritz like a, like a linen scent or something. These little markers, even though they're small and they are seemingly insignificant, they're hugely significant for our brain. First of all, to say, I completed it. I made my bed. And then it's a reward to like, you know, I finished it. So your brain's like, I'm going to do that again tomorrow. We always work on habit stacking inside our university. And one of the first habits, like I'll just stick with Fortress, which is the home. The very first habit we do for two weeks is just make up our bed. That's it. No big deal, but we just make up the bed. And then the next two weeks, we'll start stacking on another habit. And just this, these little baby steps, again, very counterintuitive, but hugely effective. And reward yourself for it. And you'll find that it will start to repeat itself. Now, you say faith is a big part in your life. How do, What role does that play? Oh, my goodness. It's everything. Honestly, it's everything. Um, I have to spend time reading my Bible every day because um, that's the fuel that I use. I use biblical principles in everything I do, in building my businesses, in coaching moms, in, um, in raising my kids, in my marriage everything. It all goes back to that because I I believe that when you're working in tandem with God, he's always going to lead you to a place that's going to give you that abundance. And I would rather partner with God in my life because he knows what's coming. 
He knows how to get me through it. He knows how to, he knows the like secret passageways for me, the doors I need to open. He gives me the inside knowledge. And so faith is everything in what I do. Hmm. And so how can a mom go online and register for your university? Oh my goodness. Go to mommasteryuniversity.com. It's right there. You can get registered for it right now. And we're going to be starting to launch some new mom boot camps, just helping moms every step of the way. But definitely go to mom mastery, check that out and hit me up on social media because I personally respond to everything. Hmm. That's wonderful. That's a Dean's list I can get behind because we all need, (laughs) we all need the encouragement. We all need cheerleaders in our lives. You know, we, I think, you know, it's, it's a club that we should be proud of and, and one that, you know, we kind of need to lean on each other. Oh, we do. We do. It, it doesn't take a village. It takes a family. And that family is sometimes your found family. It's those sisters that you walk in life with. And for me, as I'm sure it is for you, Janice, I want those sisters in my life that will uh, go in those dark alleys and take their hoops off when they need to <laughs> for me. And, and when I'm getting knocked out, they're going to get in the ring and they're going to pick me back up. Those are the kind of sisters I want. I don't want to be part of the the mean girl society, you know, mm-hmm. where, where everything is like, let's just talk critically. And I've been in those circles where, where everyone's talking critically about their husbands. They're criticizing people outside of their circle. They're, they're just trying to make themselves feel better by bringing other people down. That's not who we need to be part of. You're better than that. You have more purpose than that. You have more drive than that. There's more beauty in you than that. I want those sisters who are like, who will not tolerate me being less than my best. Mm, I love that. That is a wonderful way to start off the new year. And so I'm I'm really glad that we had this time together. I hope we can be in touch. Um, and, you know, thank you for spending some time with us. Oh, this was such a blessing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks again to Hannah Keeley for coming on today. She is a great cheerleader with wonderful advice. And we will definitely have her back on again. If you want to find out more about Hannah or Mom University, she's on social media at Hannah Keeley, or you can visit her website, hannahkeeley.com. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram, or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.